With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey guys, this is Mike Badano, and you're listening to Sarcastic Remarks on 365 Sportscast Radio Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Sarcastic Remarks, along with Christian Chambers. I am Ryan, and we are here talking about the latest two stars games uh, against the the against the Chicago Blackhawks, the Columbus Blackhawks. Yeah. Good words, Ryan. Yep. Words are hard. Hey, at least I didn't switch our names this time, along with Ryan and I'm Chris. I didn't say it that time. That was impressive. You you finally learned your own name. Right, I know, yeah. So, uh, before we talk hockey, uh, how's baseball season going? How do you think the Rangers are doing? Bro, I don't even care anymore. <laughs> I watched the first uh, game, and after that first game, that was the worst baseball game I've ever seen in my life. I know. All, all this excitement to build up to an absolute <laughs> terrible loss. That, that was one of the worst baseball yeah, Y'all don't have to worry. I'm not going to be talking about baseball on this podcast because <laughs> I don't want to remind myself of it. So, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, the, the Rangers are doing better now. They're close. They're closer to 500 than they were. So they're they're working They've their way there. Six games. Uh, yeah, shh, shh. Hey, think about it. All the Dallas teams are perfectly mediocre. The Stars are now back to NHL. Just like always. <laughs> then you have the Cowboys who are perfectly mediocre, and then you've got the Rangers who are. Uh, I don't know their record right off the top of my head, but they're already. The NFL added an, an extra game. The Cowboys can no longer go eight and eight. What are they gonna do? Oh, they did they really? Yeah. Where where I haven't heard about that. Seventeen games. So is no eight be, eight. So is there no no bye weeks anymore? No, there's a. They just extended the season by a week. So there's so there's eighteen weeks. Yeah. So well, there's more than eighteen weeks. Really? Yeah, you yeah. have to play. You got to play nineteen games now and have a bye week or two. I don't know. Really? Wow. Well, does that mean that they're not doing the four-week preseason anymore? I hope so. I see that. That's one thing that doesn't work for uh, for football for NFL. It's just four games for a uh, preseason is too long. It's it's not like uh, hockey where you kind of have to figure out like okay, hockey time and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I got I got sidetracked. I got Dallas bored. sports. Dallas sports are very mediocre. Anyways, uh, so let's talk about these two Blackhawk games because honestly, Chris, this is like night and day difference. Uh, it's like one team and like flip flop players, like Wednesday night or something. I don't know. So uh, the Stars lost on on Tuesday with a final score of four to two, 
and then they won uh, this evening with a score of five to one. And uh, there are a couple of big storylines from this game, but I think the biggest storyline overall is the defense and the turnovers that were caused. So in the, in the first game, it was Dallas who was not doing what they were supposed to be doing on all. They sucked rushes. on defense. That was the worst defensive game I've seen from them in two years. Yep. And then in this game today, they did the exact opposite. They took yeah. advantage of uh, some. Honestly, the defense from the Chicago Blackhawks was worse than the Stars was on Tuesday, in my opinion. Yeah. Two goals on their own, j- j- just from Duncan Keith. <laughs> like, goodness. Well, well, and then the if I was Jeremy Colton, the head coach of the Chicago Blackhawks, and I watched that second goal, uh, the Robertson goal, I would have benched Z- Zadora faster than you could have said, oops. Because <laughs> that was some of the worst defending I have ever seen. So first off, he gives up up the puck, right? He gives up the puck in a really terrible turnover to Rope Hens. And then he leaves one of the top rookies in the NHL just wide open in front of the he, he basically just stood there. And then there was another instance they were talking about in the third period where Zadorov he was out there for like two minutes <laughs> and they said he had skated like a full like uh, radius of like twelve feet. <laughs> so it, it it was a tale of two games uh for for the stars in the end this and it just goes to show you the inconsistency of both of these teams honestly uh the stars have played better as of late with the past you know month month and a half you know uh well this road this, trip they end it three two and one which is very good for the stars and that's that's kind of where we need to be if we want to keep track of getting that fourth playoff spot in the, uh, Oh crap. Is it yeah. the Honda central? Who cares? Who cares? It, it, it's, it's sponsored by somebody. It, it's not where we want to be, but it keeps us in the hunt is what it does. Like right. we're, we're still not out of it yet. So it, all it takes is really one bad road trip or homestand to really, to really knock us out. But as long as we keep playing 500 hockey, we're, we're going to keep ourselves ourselves in, in, in this playoff race at least so it was really frustrating uh watching this game on tuesday um so in, in the first period kirby doc scored it with his very first of the year and assisted by kane and murphy and throughout that game uh we got completely obliterated by that line of doc kane and debrinket yeah those look like the only three players on the ice <laughs> well Kirby Doc is making himself known in that game, and uh, the Stars just had no answer for that line. And uh, the other thing about it was is that the Stars were feeding uh, these two-on-one opportunities, these odd-man rushes, and it was really frustrating to watch because that's not normally the way that the Stars play. Normally that's one of the staples of uh, especially Rick Bonus hockey is you know limiting those odd-man rushes. Yeah, absolutely. That's why that's why the last game was like that's why I said it was the worst defensive game we've played cuz it it was honestly just trash. Um they did make it a late third period push and uh I think it was it was either Saad Saad Youssef on Twitter or Matt DeFranks, one of the two. This was basically another one goal game that the Stars lost. Yep. So, it, it's it, if you look at the records for the stars in one goal games, which I don't have the uh, stats in front of me, but and we've talked about this before, is 
the good teams are going to be dominant in those one goal games. They're going to have a clear winning record. And that's one of the things that the stars have not been very good at this year. Yeah. And that's the thing that they were great at last year. And yeah, we've, we've talked about this a lot. And I mean, it, we, we just don't have the goal scorers to make it happen. It seems right now. Like we have a few, but we just don't have enough guys who can do it. So it just, this is not happening. So, well, hey, so real quick tangent, some good news for the stars is it seems like that we're going to start getting some reinforcements here very soon within the next couple of weeks. So it was reported on Twitter that uh, three players, Alexander Radulov, Tyler Sagan, and Ben Bishop are all going to be joining the taxi squad very soon. And I think it was believed to be on Saturday. So if they're being moved to the taxi squad, that means that we could possibly see them, I would think, within a week. Maybe a little more than a week. Maybe next yeah. weekend, something like that. I'm thinking a little more than a week. I think that's just so they can practice with other people. So I, I'm expecting two weeks. But hopefully sooner. But yeah, we, we need those guys. <laughs> yeah. It, and, and can you imagine how much of a boost that would be to the Stars team right now? And I mean, we're literally treading water. I mean, you can't you yeah. can't tread water it, much than the way that we're doing right now. Yeah. The, the, yeah. I mean, we've been at 500 for like half a season now already. Right. So, it, it, and you've got to think that those three guys, like, those are big names. Those can push you over the edge, get you to maybe 600 till the end of the season. And maybe that's enough to sneak into that garbage fourth spot. Like, and that's all we need. Like we said, like this whole season has just been a wash for the stars. It, it just sucks. And if we can somehow find a way to scrape a playoff appearance, that would, that would be awesome. That's a win. Right. And that would be a huge, we, I think we could be seen as a huge dark horse in the playoffs. If we, if for a spot, um, I think we could give Tampa Bay fits uh, for that uh, in their first round. Well, I'm assuming Tampa Bay makes the first, gets the first seed but at this point they might not so but regardless whatever team we play i think we're going to give a lot of fits to and uh maybe we can get back to that brand of hockey that we played in the bubble because yep. obviously whatever Hopefully. we did in the bubble was perfect and okay so i felt like honestly in the game on tuesday that the stars dominated more of the play uh you know getting their forecheck set up and everything like that and i think that was a clear contrast to the way that this game today tonight was played so it, tonight and even though it was a 5-1 score it was definitely not like this period and i think the only reason why we were able to survive the first period was first off the play of anton who wasn't asked to be superstar but he made the staves where he it was needed but it almost looks like the stars are finally starting to get back to that team defense so it, it's earlier in the season when we were around in our own zone around the net, I would be more panicky with the stars play with their defensive play. But the past couple of games, and especially these past two weeks, I've been less panicky with how they've been playing in front of their own net. Yes. They're get the, those passes are getting through that. You don't want to give up, but it seems like that, especially our forwards are getting their sticks in the right spot at the right time. Most of the time, like 90% of the time. And those chances aren't happening for the opposing team. Can you hear that? Yeah. 
<laughs> what is that? It's Jared playing the piano. Jared playing the piano. It's all right. It's no big deal. Anyways, what do you, what do you, what do you think about that? Do you think that's just me being crazy, or do you think that's true? No, I think that's definitely true. I think that like we we are being more active on defense, especially from Tuesday night's game, because Tuesday night's game was awful for that. But yeah, hopefully overall we're just getting better. I think that I think also a thing that helps out with that that might not be as noticeable is that fight for the sixth spot that's been going on between Pisic and Hanley. I, I feel like both of their plays has gotten better as the season has gone on just because of that competition in that spot. And I also think Sekro overall has has had a much better season this year than he did last year. And he's he's shown he has that big slap shot. He's been outstanding on the penalty kill all season. So I think Sekro he might be one of the more improved players from last season to this season than most people wouldn't really think about. That's a really good point. I haven't thought about that. And especially the the play of all three of those guys. You know, we spend so much time talking about the top four and how much the stars rely on that top four. But, you know, we, we sometimes forget the play of those three guys, all three of them, and especially the emergence of uh, Joel Hanley. He's – unfortunately, he, uh, he you know, got hurt and everything. But the, the play of all three of those guys has been fantastic. So um, – the other thing that I wanted to talk about was just the face-off percentages between the two games. So the, the face-off percentages between those two games. In the first game, the Stars, it, and this has kind of been flip-floppy uh, a little bit because, you know, for the Stars, it they've typically been the team that has won more face-offs. But with Jason Dickinson being out and Roddick Fox missing a game or so, it, the, the face-offs have been... You know, we win one night, we lose the other night. We win one night, we lose the next night. And it, it just needs to be more consistent so that we can win more of these games. That's definitely true. I feel This is another place that I, we talked about before the season started. Like, that's where we're going to miss Tyler Sagan. Like, last season, we won face-offs pretty much every night. We would have to suck pretty bad to lose at face-offs when, when we had Tyler Sagan as our front center and Roddick Fox a as our second best face-off guy. So I think that's definitely a spot where we're getting hurt. And I feel like now people are just kind of stepping up. Cause again, we don't have enough, we don't have enough centers, <laughs> but people are stepping up and they're doing really well. So. So to, to that point, the, what seems to have worked really well is because of the, because of that lack at the center spot right now, it's because of all the injuries that we've had to deal with, uh, Jamie Ben has actually stepped up in that center spot and he played a lot of, and he actually did uh, very well on the draw uh, this evening. Um, uh, let me look at this, the stats for this. Uh, he was 58% in the faceoff circle. That's so uh, that's pretty good. And honestly, you know, a change of scenery for him off of the left wing side and allowing him to skate the full width of the, of the rink, that full, uh, you know, full width. I think it it benefited him a lot. One can't hurt, so <laughs> he can't play any worse than he has been recently. But yeah, this game he played really well. He got he got the two assists. I still think he's not playing to the full potential that he can. It just feels like sometimes he just makes lazy plays, and I don't understand why. 
And I know some of it is like that's kind of the way he plays the puck. He he makes nonchalant kind of plays, but it, it it's just it just seems really lazy recently. But I mean, worked out tonight. He got two good assists. Should have scored a goal instead of having an assist, but uh, he uh, got stoned. That was a great save. The great save and it ended up not mattering at all. <laughs> right, I know that. It, I, I hate when that happens, and and especially if you're Lincoln. And I mean, he gave it all he could, and the his defense just, just did not show up to this game tonight. So, uh, kudos to that second, or was it the second goal, or was it the first goal? That was the hen's goal. So it was the first goal. Yeah, that was the first one. So uh, I mean, great save, by, uh, but. Rope hints would not be denied. And, you know, I, it, I'm going to backtrack on Ben a little bit, to be honest with you. Because, yes, he's not the player. Yes, he's $9 million. No, he's making I, $9 million. Let me finish. Let me finish. I'm going to let you finish. But, anyways, he has, he has played better, especially the past two weeks. And, you can't expect him to be the Jamie Ben that he was when he was in his mid twenties. And I think we need to lower our expectations at that. And yes, the cap hit is very egregious right now because, it, but it, it is what it is. But it it almost feels like we're paying him for what he did rather than what he's going to do. So th- there's this there's this thought among you know, NHL GMs and especially the old GMs compared to the young GMs. Cause let's look at John Chenka versus Jim Nil or Amarillo. Lou and Jim Nil are going to pay the guys for what they've done. So they're going to get those big contracts after they have succeeded, especially when they show their points. Okay. So those, those big offensive players, when you look at John Chenka, he handed out these giant contracts to players that he expected to be a lot more later contract. So right now it may seem like a really expensive contract, but later on it would be a really good cap hit because the cap's going to go up, right? Well, the cap is not going to go up for the next two or three years. So it looks really bad that John Chenka did that. And Honestly, I think that is the right way to do it. The the way that Jim Nell and Lou Lamarillo do it. And it's seemed to work for the Stars because we haven't been in a lot of cap trouble, you know, over the past six or seven years that Jim Nell has been the GM. He's been very mit- with watching the cap and looking at, okay, well, this player is going to come off the books and, and then we can pay this guy. So, like, Mira Haskinen is going to get paid this offseason, and there's a cu- couple of guys that are, are going to get their salaries off the books this year, and I don't see them returning. But uh, what are your thoughts on that? D- does all that make sense, or is that just crazy? I mean, it makes sense, but just we, – we, we can we, – <laughs> we can just be fans and say, like, yeah, Ben's playing better, yay. But, like, at the end of the day, he's making $9 million. <laughs> he's, he's one of the highest-paid players in the league. And he's nowhere oh, near even, the top of the score sheet. Not even close. 
Not even close. Not even close. What are you talking about? Not anymore, at least. Uh, I mean, what are you you, talking about? When you look at Connor McDavid, you look at Mitch Marner, you look at Eric. Okay, if you want to talk about terrible contracts, Eric Carlson, you look at these guys that are, I mean, look at the two goaltenders, uh, the two big goaltenders. Uh, Look at Florida. Bobrovsky's making $10 million, and then he hasn't been playing well. Drieger has outplayed him. So you could technically say that's a bad contract right now. And then when you look at uh, Carey Price, Carey Price has not been the Carey Price for a while now. And he's, you know, making, I think, 10 or $11 million. So it, I think I'm going to back off Ben for a while because we kind of been bashing Ben a lot. And you can keep bashing Ben if you want to. That's up to you. That's your opinion. <laughs> but I, I'm going to back off on, on bashing Ben because – and I hope that this move to center is going to help him. And you know, maybe realize his full potential. He's seventeenth. Better. Seventeenth in what? Salary. Okay, that's still pretty high, and he is the highest paid Dallas star. No, I know. I think Sagan might actually. Sagan be is like a hundred thousand higher. Well, okay. So, but still, I I, I think I need to lay off Jamie Ben for a little bit, and I, I think he's played excellent the past two weeks, especially. Uh, he, he's starting to contribute offensively more. Yes, he only has two goals and two assists in, I think, 13 games. But we talk about the cap hit, and that's all we focus on. We, we, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes and how he's leading this team or the other things that he's doing. You know, physically, he is dominating. You don't have to pay $9 million for that. <laughs> as you shake your head at me. <laughs> you don't have to pay $9 million for that. That's all I'm saying, dude. Let's get Tom Gallardi on here and see what he says. Hey, Tom, we're spending nine and a half million dollars on a player on your captain. How do you feel about that? Um, so I, I'm going to jump off of that for uh, for a little bit. But um, anyways, uh, I think we started on face off and then we somehow ended on uh, with Jamie Ben. So anyways, back to face offs. Uh, in this game uh, tonight, the Stars completely dominated uh, the face off circle even better than the Blackhawks did on Tuesday. So uh, we won 58% of the faceoffs compared to 42% for the Chicago Blackhawks. So that that needs to be a staple in the Stars game, and especially when um, you know we're on special teams, either in the uh, offensive zone or in the defensive zone, and that showed in this game tonight. Yep, absolutely. Um, another thing that we you know we got to mention is the fact that the the stars dominated the special teams tonight, not just the and the goaltending. Uh, yeah, and the, the two <laughs> things we constantly been talking about through this whole season, we dominated, and because we dominated it, we won the game. Yeah, the power so, play has looked much better over the over this road trip. I don't know what what's happened with it, but it it, it seems like they know what they're doing. It seems like there's a certain there's certain kinds of shots that they're looking for, and they're gonna take them like the Mira one timer. Miro's looking that for a one-timer a if he's shot. on the wing or if he's on the top. That's something that we can expect now from our power play. Miro's going to try the one-timers. And that's something we didn't see last season, which I think is – Miro's one-timer is pretty good. I like it. And he's he's obviously able to place it really well too, which I think is the difference between Gurionov's and his. Gurionov kind of just blasts at 119 miles an hour. But Miro is okay able to place to it better. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that was one of the things they were talking about in the post game, right, with uh... – with Brian and Brent is the fact that, you know, typically the, the D 
at the top of the, you know, in the in the center up at the top of the blue line. They typically hold the puck and they look for a lane and they wrist it in. Well, maybe we need to see more of those one-timers. And to your point about the power play, the power play has been consistently, you know, kind of treading and getting better. And they uh, mentioned this tonight, but this is the first multi-goal game on the power play for the Stars since the seventh game of the season. So that tells you something else about how the Stars have been playing as well, is the fact that you, that they're even though they're not getting a ton of opportunities, they're still starting to you know get those power play goals. And uh, one other thing I wanted to mention about the about these power plays is that we have seen these special teams less frequently. And especially when the Stars were getting destroyed in the special teams uh, game and we were losing games because of special teams, we started being more disciplined. And all. And even though we got less power plays, they, we also had uh, less penalty kills that we had to deal with. And I think that helped out a ton. I don't know if that's discipline as much as it's the league telling the refs to lay off a little. But, you know. Either way, same result. Well, I mean, I just remember some of those games when it was just like, yeah, but remember, the, the whole, but remember the whole league was like that, and then at one point in the season, it just stopped all of a sudden. I guess that's I, so I can see what something was definitely that. said to the refs. There's no question about that. Mm-hmm. But well, and how did you think about the uh, the physical play in both of these games? Because there was a. I mean, the, the Stars threw a ton of hits. And, and, you know, honestly, so did the Blackhawks. Normally, they don't throw as many hits. But the Stars threw over 40 hits in both of these games uh, this week. Yeah, and and that kind of makes makes you wonder maybe that's the way you can kind of get this team off their game is by throwing more hits. You see, this game, they threw a few more hits than they did last game. Maybe that's why kane and debrinket weren't able to cause as much havoc because they were on their butts too much like (laughs) that might have to be our game plan against these faster teams when we don't have our faster guys on the ice well and we saw how effective a physical team could be when we played carolina absolutely carolina is a better forechecking team than we are and that's one of our fortes especially right now with all of our skill players out that's how we score goals is forecheck in the bottom throw it up to the point shoot it from the point and you know, look for garbage goals. And uh, when we play Carolina again, that's something that we got to be able to do is we got to be able to outplay them physically in the forecheck. And, and we, and we can see how well we play when we, when we do stuff like this. I mean, even though it, today's game wasn't as forechecky as if for lack of a better term, because there's no other word. Well, in the second period it was. Yeah, that's true. The, The second period it was. And, and we were forcing turnovers because of those hits. So we need to see more of that. Yeah. And that's kind of that's what's been so frustrating about this season is because we see games like this and we're like, we can totally do it. Even with four AHL players, we can beat teams like this. And it just doesn't happen. And like the second period, we dominated the second period. That was probably one of the best periods that we've had on the road trip. And we it's one of the best, execute one of the on best it. We scored. Of, this, of the season. Yeah, like- and we executed on it finally. We've had great periods in the past that we just don't execute on. We don't win the period on the score sheet when we've won it via eye check. So we need to keep finding ways to score goals. And like these weren't a lot of these were bad defensive plays too. But we don't always take advantage of those either. Like there's been multiple 
times this season where the other team has had bad defensive plays and we've let them off the hook. Like it, and as a when a team can't score goals like us, we can't let that happen. We've right. got to bury those, and that, that's what happened tonight. Hopefully, this gets some some mojo going for a couple of players, and we can keep getting guys who can score. Well, and that's the, one of the frustrating things about the Stars is like you know in a game like this where we were, I mean we were outplayed that first period on thir- on tonight's game on Thursday. I mean, just completely and utterly outplayed. But because we took advantage of the one opportunity that we had in the first period, we led the game, and then from there on, we didn't have to chase the game. Now, I wish they had played better in the first period, but then when you look at other games where we completely dominated the play in the first 40 minutes, and we could be down 3 nothing or 4 nothing, and we talked about those games. And so it's almost like the Stars need to focus on – and this goes back to what I was saying earlier. We need to focus on the defense first, shut that down. Don't let them get the opportunities. And if we do let those passes get through, then we need to make sure that our sticks are there where they need to be so that those scoring chances don't happen. And then we can take off the other direction and basic, uh, I can't think of the word right now. Uh, No, where you go really quickly from the defensive zone and go straight into offense. I, I can't think of it right now. <laughs> Whatever. Um, relay or, or, or switch. There's a specific word. I can't think of it. it. Whatever. Okay. So, anyways, that, that's the frustrating thing about this team is that, you know, they dominate and then they don't score goals. And then we don't dominate and we do score goals. We score five. So, uh, anyways, uh, here's another thing I wanted to talk about because this is – apparent to me in the two games uh, is uh, and I want to talk about the play of Ty DeLandria. So a lot of Stars fans have been really Ooh. high. A, a lot of Stars fans, yeah, I know that that kind of tells you right there. Uh, a lot of Stars fans have been high on Ty DeLandria and like, why isn't he getting more games in, more ice time and, you know, all this other stuff. And I, I think that Obviously, the coaching staff knew something that we hadn't seen, and it's just more egregious and more apparent right now. But Ty DeLandria, and I I put this on Twitter, he needs to bulk up more because it seems like when he's down in the corners and he's going for these puck battles, you know, he's just getting thrown to the ice by he's on his butt. Everybody. Well, and then the and then and that was mostly in Tuesday, and then in today's game, he takes two really bad penalties, and 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 the same play. That's like stick between the legs and, you know, takes the guy down. So uh, I would not expect to see him on Saturday. What do you think? I think just Dowling makes his way back in just because of Ty DeLandria not playing well. I think that's true. I mean, I think he deserves it too. The past few games have been pretty bad for him. So uh, I I don't think he deserves to be playing. So I'd agree with that. I'll eat my words. Bones was right. Right. And uh, I, I just... Yeah, and and for an offensive player, he only had one shot on goal in this Chicago series as well, well over the two games. So, and it's not like he hasn't gotten his opportunities either. Like, I mean, he's he's had the chance when you know we've had no center depth to play on the top line, you know, or with Robertson and Hintz, or with Ben and Garyanov, and he just hasn't made any kind of you know push when he's gotten those opportunities. He's he's had a couple flashes in the pan, 
where it seems like, oh, cool, he's he's doing really well. And then, yeah, not much after that. So I, I just hope that he gets his uh, his play up and going. So um, anyways, uh, we got to wrap this up because it's getting long. But uh, Robertson continues to dominate and continues to prove why he should be considered in the uh, Calder Trophy nomination. And uh, we'll talk more about that on our uh, on our radio show on Sunday. And uh, Como with a multi point or multi point multi goal, aka multi point game, the first multi goal game of his career since 2015. So great for Como. And both of those shots were those were sick. Yeah, they were awesome, especially the, for the first one. The second one, he didn't get all of it, but he was there. He got a stick on it. It went in the net. So who cares? Man, if, um, he, if he can find a good shot, that I'd like to see a goal scoring Como. That'd be nice, right? And one of the they talked a lot about in the uh, post game today about the play of Como and Cogliano, and Cogliano was kind of a spotlight in. The game. So they've both been outstanding. The the, the pa- during this whole road trip, they were both really good offensively and defensively, which they're always good defensively, but they showed a real offensive side that we need, like we need them to, to find ways to, to help offensively because we don't have the guys to do it. So that, I think that really helped in making this road trip successful I call <laughs> as we get success. one more point than 500. Right. Well, <laughs> and, and honestly, we may look back at the end of this season. And if we get that fourth playoff spot, we may be like, you know, the the play of these and the of specifically Ottinger and and Robertson, but also the play of these veterans that are not you know goal scorers, got us into the playoffs. I mean that that extra point, that one extra point, or that one extra game time goal from such and such player got us to the playoffs. And I hope we can look back at the season and say that. And uh, they've been a huge uh, story, especially recently, uh, Cogliano and, and uh, Como. So, uh, I think that's just about it, Chris. Uh, we we need to mention anything else? Anything else you want to talk about before we wrap this up? We didn't talk a lot about Rope Hens, but that's because everybody already knows he's right. amazing. He doesn't look hurt. How is Rope hurt? Rope is amazing. I love Rope. Well, it, it was really funny listening to him on the. Uh, he he did an interview, obviously, because you know you score four points in a game, and you're gonna be asked to to do a media interview at the end of the game. And uh, he was just like, yeah, I played good. <laughs> and he was, <laughs> and then I think Saad asked him a question about like, uh, you know, you've been in more games recently. It, it, is your injury feeling better? And he's just like, yeah, when I'm in, I'm feeling good. <laughs> it's like five, 10 second answer uh, questions <laughs> to do answers to those questions. So uh, anyway, uh, He's an honest guy. This team, <laughs> this team just looks different and plays different when Rope Hintz is in the lineup. And yeah, Robertson has been the most consistent, you know, you know, player. He he plays every game, and he's been the most consistent point getter for the Stars, especially in the last month and a half. But you can't look. You can't not look at Rope Hints and say that he's Rope probably. Rope has so much more impact. He is the most important Dallas star right now at this point in this season. And th- yeah, when he's on the this ice, whole season actually, I'll I'll go f- as far as that. Yeah, when he's on the ice, he's our best player. Uh, no question. I, I mean, you can make the argument that somebody is more important right now than Rope Hints. 
So, uh, gotta love rope by hints. I think I think we should leave it at that and in there because honestly, <laughs> that he's he's one of the main reasons why we're even close to NHL 500 with ten sh- uh, shootout and overtime losses. But okay, uh, all right, we will catch you guys again on Sunday. Uh, we will have our live Saturday. Radio sh- Saturday? Saturday? Oh yeah, Saturday. Okay. Well, we we might do a, a a PGR after Saturday, or we may just wait for our radio show on Sunday. Who knows? But uh, either way, we'll we'll catch you guys on the weekend. And uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, make sure you follow us on all our social media accounts and all that jazz. And uh, go Rangers! Kiss the Rangers. <laughs> and go Stars! Just ignore well. the Rangers. <laughs> All right. Uh, Thank you guys for tuning in once again, and uh, we'll catch you guys on the flip side. Good night. Bye.